Jeff's going to be our proctor. Good morning. We're live and I'm so happy to be here. Uh, we have um, turned the schedule to live twice a month to bring you um, powerful guests and more exciting, not more exciting, but um, fresh and exciting topics, etc. And I'm really happy today to talk about and share, have uh, two uh, brilliant young ladies share their magic about health for our kids. And particularly if you have kids, what I call glam kiddos, grand kiddos, your own kiddos that go to school and they're eating uh, the school lunches, you might want to listen to this or share it for someone who needs to listen to it because these young ladies are going to unpack what's really in their lunches. And more importantly, what you can do, some easy steps that you can take to ensure that your kids, grandkids, kiddos, etc., are getting the most nourishment and health from what they're eating and putting in their bodies every day. So if we haven't met, I'm Kat with Set Up by Kat, and this is our Living by Design episode. And um, without further ado, let me introduce my first guest, my dear friend, Miss Julia Janine, JJ, we're going to call her. <laughs> and um, she is a mother of three. She has dug deep into all things holistic and um, is really versed on uh, what's, we had a conversation several weeks ago about what's really in school lunches. And uh, welcome, Julia. Say hi, girl. Great to be here. Thank you. Awesome. Um, second guest is a, a dear friend of uh, the first guest, Sadie, and I'm going to pronounce it Catania. That's correct. Yes. Catania. Okay. And she is the CEO and founder of Foundational Wellness Solutions. Um, it's a multi-practitioner uh, located in Houston, and um, she deals with all kinds of things, but from what I've read, gut health, Sadie, is one of the, the, the biggest things that you've studied on in terms of your expertise, and God knows uh, so many people have gut health today, and if we can cut it off at the past and make some changes with our youngins um, so that that is not the case, you know, not to mention, um, you know, diabetes, um, autism, etc., that I personally believe, and I know you ladies do, is directly caused from what we're putting in our bodies. Um, so, 100%. ladies, who would welcome Sadie? And again, Thank you. I'm so grateful to be here. Uh, we're I'm so happy to have you here and uh, really share just, you know, positivity and the road to health for anyone who um, has an interest um, to take that road. Um, so who would like to start out? Um, and and let, let's um, let's look at some topics here. So what are some of the concerns? I'm going to uh, direct this one to you, Julia. What are some of the concerns or things to look for in our kids' lunches? Um, three main concerns, and this is on a high level. You can only pick three. Okay. I would say, first of all, the uh, preservatives that are in them, because just based on the supply chain and logistics of providing I think it's upwards of 30 million lunches on a daily basis to our students. Wow. We're really limited as a whole, you know, on that spectrum of what we can provide to children. And a lot of them just have a ton of preservatives because it needs to be easily transported, um, defrosted, reheated, and then served to the children. 
of those preservatives. I'm sure Sadie can speak more specifically to things such as, you know, sodium nitrite or E250. Um, and a lot of these additives or preservatives go by other names. But you not, not only need to know to look for them, but how they can hide in the different ingredients. Um, the second I would say is food dyes. Though a lot of school districts, I think, um, especially private schools have done a good job to try and get these neuroexcitatory chemicals out of our children's food. They still exist, even in our local school district. I know, for example, their strawberry applesauce has red dye 40, which why, yeah. why can't the children just eat plain applesauce or put real strawberries in it? Um, I say that tongue in cheek, knowing obviously there's cost factors and such that go along with that, but the implications of them consuming that as um, yeah, yeah, I don't state. understand that. Why, why is there a cost factor to eliminate red dye? Cost factor, um, again, keeping it at a high level, when you're talking about like the National School Lunch Program or just, you know, over nationwide, they get at the high end of the spectrum about $3 to $3.75 per meal to try and feed the students. But what most people don't realize is that's not three seventy-five to go out and buy the food. It has to include the entire supply chain. So you're talking about the workers that will help go out and source and prepare the food, the equipment that they use to either prepare or reheat it. So obviously we can already start to see the difference between microwave oven, de uh, defrosting or reheating something versus cooking from scratch. And so having a chemical additive to them rather than trying to source frozen fresh strawberries or other produce to put in there cuts down on that, especially when you get to the volume of what um, we were speaking to earlier. So looking at shelf millions. life, basically. It's shelf life great. and then mass production. Again, yeah. if you're making yeah. it in your home, you can toss some strawberries in, but you're trying to mass produce these meals from a lot yeah. of the large corporations that are providing the meals to our children. Okay. So definitely food dyes. Well, and I was just, I would just to echo what Julia says, um, the, the preservatives and the additives enhance flavor without actually having to add real food. Real food's gonna mm -hmm. always cost more than a synthetic preservative. And, you know, just, you know, echoing what you both said about shelf life, it's really comes down to shelf life and cost and production. So real food costs more than artificial food. And so that brings the, the cost down and the mass production, obviously, preservatives and um, additives make everything just easier, faster to produce. And it's, um, it's, it, it there is that to consider you know if you if you look at something that is organic or um, like an organic applesauce same exact packet uh, same exact amount of food in it that is going to cost quite a bit more for several reasons not just because of the cost to produce and the fact that it is real food ingredients but also demand you know that people aren't buying the real food and until they start voting with their dollars until they start spending the money on the higher quality food, the supply is going to, you know, cost more to produce. Would you agree with that, Julia, that that's part of kind of the problem? I would. There's definitely an economics component to it for sure. Driving cost uh, down for the, for, the, for the more optimal choices. Um, the only way to really drive cost down is to drive demand up and then eventually they'll be able to produce it. That's one layer of many to cost of food production particularly when it comes to the school lunches. I mean, again, just even looking at the origins of that program, not by any means an expert in it, but just from looking into it for the sake of my own family and like what our choice was gonna be, it really started as, you know, a subsidy program, USDA based to try and get all this extra produce back in the uh, late 40s, early 50s off the hands of the farmers. And rather than destroying it, which obviously would cause a great deal of outrage from the public, they, um, it was the Roosevelt administration donated to the schools 
that they could use it, um, get it into food banks, and subsidize what they were providing to the children. But that sense kind of continued into now where it's an economic program or a program of, a, I guess you'd say, a, a charity, for lack of a better word, rather than a nutrition program. So like the, the crux of it is like focused on what can we do for the least amount of money. Um, I say that with a lot of understanding and empathy, but right, it's not focused on how can we get the most nutritious food to our children. There are efforts to do that and try and change it, but of course, as we all know, there's layers that they have to go through from a policy standpoint. Um, again, especially if they fall under that umbrella of the National School Lunch Program, because they have very strict guidelines that the food has to meet. It has to have the um, meal pattern, what they call it, of like a protein, uh, fruit, vegetable, milk. All of those different layers have to check out in order to then get the funds. And as Sadie alluded to, try and marry that up with the demand that's in the market and try and get to that price point where it's even feasible to provide that to students en masse. So, uh, so it's definitely an economic, you know, an, an economic issue. Um, so dyes, preservatives, you know, we didn't mention- I'm torn it. between sugars and oils just because both of those, I mean, can I, can I say four? I mean- Yeah, and I was gonna say sugar, sugar and salt. Um, you know, yes. there's- uh, We'll just list them all. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sugar, well, sugar and salt are the most addictive highly palatable and in yes. processed foods which we're talking processed here as well as in the, the food aisles um it, it makes it makes you want to eat more it's addictive and things that you think don't even have sugar if you read the labels you'll see there's sugar but you you would have never guessed that there's sugar uh, in it yes. uh, because again it's addicting um and it's um as you mentioned uh you know an enhancer a taste enhancer um, and, um, that's, you know, I think that's just a big, um, a big, big red flag. And on number one, why, you know, I think it's 53% of our country is overweight. Yes. We're just talking about the overweight, not, yes. the, not the heart disease, obesity, diabetes, mm. you know, all of that. And I can't help, but think that, you know, and know that a big part of it is what they're putting in processed foods. Um, yes, absolutely. What is missing from the diet. So, and yeah. Go ahead, Sadie. Oh, I was just going to add to your long, sad list of what's on the rapid rise of the mental health issues in children. And so we, we do a lot of work with uh, uh, neurological conditions in children. And the gut-brain uh, access is a big focus of our work with children, and it's it's shocking. <laughs> um, but also... And mental health, ju not just in children, but I just saw, you know, a stats on yes. this. It is on the rise. Now, Absolutely. is food all of it? No, but is it a good portion of it? You betcha. The state of our world, economy, uh, everything else, um, our school systems, bullying, all of that. But it's huge. So what what do you see as the, the major link in the in the mental health from mental to gut health? Talk to us a little bit about that. Oh, <laughs> um, this is my favorite thing to talk about. So what I love to, to you know, uh, share with people is that there are more messages that come from our gut to our brain than our brain to our gut. So our brain health and our, our reaction and our perspective on the world is heavily influenced by 
what our gut is experiencing. And 70% of the serotonin in our brain is produced by our gut. Wow. And it's been, uh, I've heard it coined that our gut biome is the second brain. Is the second brain. It's kind of yeah. what you're describing. Absolutely. And, um, and you know, really the, the most recent research is, is torn between the heart and the gut being the second brain because there's actually more messages that are sent from the heart to the brain than from the gut to the brain. That's a whole other topic. Oh, you're talking <laughs> my language now. Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about that. And, you know, if you, yes. if you, if you read up on Becoming supernatural, yes. It's, it's, yeah. Retrain your brain. You can try yeah. to manifest all you want. It's not about mantras and repetition. You got to oh. feel it in your heart. And when you feel it in your heart with, with all your heart, guess what magic happens? The universe. It's, it, it materializes. It makes magic. So, Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, I think you know, don't realize the power, the power that we own. Oh, absolutely. And that, and that also, um, that we are more gut, you know, microbiome than we are us. There are more bacterial mm -hmm. cells. Our body is made up more of bacterial cells than they are of human cells. And so whatever our gut microbiome is composed of and whatever kind of what, what kind of work that they do, what what they produce, what they're responsible because they produce a lot of things like B12 and K2. B12 is a really critical vitamin for neurological health and well-being. And if you don't have the proper uh, amount of, of, gut, of B12 producing gut bacteria, then you're not going to produce enough B12 to have stable calm, you know, uh, health. And that's just what, that's a vitamin that we have serotonin. And then we have the fact that, you know, 70 to 80%, depending on who's talking of our immune system is located along our, our intestines, 70 mm -hmm. to 80%. So if our immune system is dysregulated and we, and we are chronically sick and don't feel good, then that's going to affect our neurological well-being, our children's ability to learn, our children's ability to cope our children's ability to connect um, and, and make friends and, and deal with, you know, so there's, it is just, it, it's so extensive um, and far reaching. The effects are far reaching, uh, you know, of what we put in our mouth. And, and then our body has to decide, uh, prioritize, um, you know, if, if it takes in food and some of it's food, some of it's applesauce and some of it's red food dye and strawberry flavoring. Well, the strawberry flavoring and the red food dye are toxins. There are actual toxins that our body has to dispose of as quickly as humanly possible. So it will it will prioritize disposing of those toxins over protecting somebody from a virus, mm -hmm. or you know, or um, you know, and and maybe there isn't even enough uh, ingredients in that food to actually fuel the brain, or the energy from the actual applesauce goes into the toxification of those chemicals that came with it, rather than fueling the brain for learning. Um, so, and, and, and a lot of people think that, well, that's just hearsay, that's not, you know, necessarily true. And I would love to share with your audience articles from the American Academy of Pediatrics stating that they do agree that food dyes and additives are a serious problem. And there have been enough studies and enough evidence to warrant extreme reduction of them in our children's diet and further studies are warranted. So that's straight from the American Academy of Pediatrics. Yeah, I don't and, know. And yet they still approve all this crap. Yeah, that's it is. In the U.S., I would say, but yeah. we have to look in at other, US. yeah, in the U.S. Amazing. In, in the U.S., yeah. When, when right. 
when we traveled in Italy, yeah, it's like you didn't, we, we were at, is this organic? We didn't have to ask. Everything was organic. Yeah. So yeah. it's a, it's primar primarily a, a U.S. issue, uh, definitely. So it's not, if you're watching this, it's not all doom and gloom. No. But, we have, but we have to take responsibility. You know, if, if we want our kids to have a better life and a healthy life and a healthy, Happy. Dad, healthy mental and all of that. So, you know, it can be daunting. We know that, you know, Julia and I spoke about that. You know, it can be daunting where to start. So let's talk about, you know, the kind of topic was kind of unpacking what's in the school lunches. And that goes, you know, even even broader. You know, it, it means being responsible in decoding food labels. And I did a, a little video if anyone's interested in an easy way to decode food labels. Um, we can touch on that a little bit, um, which is basically, you know, look at the first five ingredients. That tells you, uh, you know, number one is what is uh, predominantly in the food. And so if, if sugar is in the first three, um, well, guess what? That means we're getting mostly sugar um, or preservatives or what have you. But so what are some steps, guys? And this is for, for both of you, because I know um, you're a professional woman as well as a mother of three. And excuse me, I didn't really introduce you too well, um, Julia, because I didn't have your bio in front of me, um, even though I know what you do. So um, both of you, please respond to this on, you know, what are some easy steps, you know, starting out for someone who, you know, is just hearing this and is like, gosh, I, I didn't know. I had no idea. I'm just, I'm a busy mom. We both work. I've got X number of kids or I'm a single mom or I'm a caregiver and where do i start i would if you don't mind sadie oh please say, no i know you're on the same page as this is involve yeah. your children um yeah. again i say this with empathy and context to the audience that like i'm not at home churning my own butter that hashtag goals but uh no that there is like other demands on the time as such and again it goes back to what we were kind of discussing pre-show which is your priorities and that's just such a foundational priority for our family. And it's reflected in our schedule, it's reflected in our budget, and even how we spend our time together is what we are ingesting, what we're consuming. And that includes everything from food to media to time with others. Oh, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because, you know, Jeff and I have gotten more on that. You know, I mean, there's stuff we used to watch. I'm like, yeah, no. Um, that, right. that's, that's not something I want to put into my psyche. Yeah. Right. Um, and we don't completely blockade them from that because they do need to know once they're out in the world how to make a conscious choice based on yes. their values, what to engage yeah. in. Yes. But we involve them in that reasoning. So like I, to the greatest extent possible, and I know it's dangerous for your budget, but take them shopping with you or at yeah. least let them, <laughs> husbands more so than children. But yeah, they are. Um, letting them be involved in like, let's touch the, the produce that we're buying and ch choose what we're going to cook and prepare. And even if they have weird combinations, letting them see what it goes to take a fresh raw piece of produce or raw piece of meat into what that final product is. Yeah. And it gets them more in touch with their food. And that's one thing um, tying in with the school lunches that I think is missing as a whole. There are schools that are doing it right within, you know, edible school gardens and trying to have hydroponics yes. and oh, letting absolutely. children cook in the classroom. Cooking classes. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. We had a school, um, when we lived in the D.C. area where our daughter got to do that and the effect was profound. I mean, they were introducing the children to vegetables and stuff that I had not even heard of as an adult, showing them how to prepare them, where they came from. And when the children were able to cultivate that connection with their food and be involved in the process, 
it was amazing what they were willing to try and then actually gobble up versus just putting a, you know, miso soup in front of them or something that they can't readily identify as one of the standard, you know, hot dog pizza taco options mm -hmm. because they were involved in the process. And we really try to do that um, in our home. Again, it doesn't happen as frequently as we would like perhaps during the week. And, um, and if you're listening, yeah, I mean, it can be that you do it one time a week. Mm -hmm. Yes. Whatever yes. your schedule permits. But I think it's too easy, can be too easy for us to get on that um, hamster wheel yes. and just let the school take care of it, shove prepared stuff in front of them. And they're never really connecting with, the, as you mentioned, the whole source, even having them grow herbs. Yes. <clears throat> well, herbs, you know, in the backyard. And harvest Kids them. love that. It's so satisfying because they, they mm -hmm. sprout so quickly. It's, um, I want to say instant yep. gratification, but they don't have to wait months and months for a squash yes. to come up on the vine. Italian parsley. It's it's growing in, in my backyard. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it, it didn't, like everything else that died in my backyard with the freeze, it did not come up. Okay, yeah. more Italian parsley. I'm loving it. It likes neglect. <laughs> it must be the year of parsley. I have the same situation happening. It is a, it is a parsley bush. At this it's point. happy. Yeah, it's, it's I love lovely. it. And it's really, this is Italian parsley. You know, you chop it up fine. And it really, it's more than a, um, a garnish. It really is a good, um, you know, Absolutely. So what about, so, so I like the edu edu education in, in terms of that and having them connect, you know, everything is energy, including inanimate objects, of course, including food. And so for them to connect um, energetically, um, you know, the, 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 the food to their body and, and what it does. You know, I tell my granddaughter all the time, you know, you, you need your fuel just like we need to gas up the car or it won't go. Yeah. You ain't going to go nowhere. You're, what do you need? Yeah. What, you're not going to be able to think, to be able to react, to learn. If you don't have your fuel, oh, yeah. your gas in your tank, yes. you know, you put good stuff in there. Yes. Um, so as far as the school, uh, what about the school lunches? Um, I mean, I don't see anything except for pack your own lunch. I mean, it's a spectrum, I would say, in terms of the engagement. Um, again, there's a variety of schools throughout. And we're talking specifically about the U.S. that have different ways of approaching this, but focusing on the, the bulk of them, which is the National School Lunch Program. What we've tried to do for the time when our kids have been in public school, which includes now, is look at what their friends are eating. So let's say pizza. That's a low-hanging fruit example. I actually pulled up the ingredients and shared with my daughters because we do family pizza night every Friday. They know what goes into dough or what else goes on the toppings. And I let them look through or try to read through the list of ingredients. And we counted and it was over 27 ingredients. I love that. So rather than just tell them, you know, oh, it's yeah. bad for you or this or that, have yes. them have them read all of those ingredients. Try to read, yeah. Opening and educating to to parents and caregivers as well. You know, when my uh, granddaughter, again, Elizabeth, who we kind of co-parented, because um, her mom was a single mom um, career, uh, with a career, and we would tell her, you know, well, this is, this came from God. What, you know, whether it was a cucumber, an apple, this came from God. Nothing was done to it. It's pure. Yes. Beautiful. That is beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think I would also just, you know, encourage you to, um, and anyone who, who can take what Kat is doing with her, grand, it's your granddaughter, you said, with your yes. granddaughter? Yes. And and just expand upon that even further and, and follow the journey of food. You know, when we're sitting at our plates, 
at dinner time, we talk about, um, wow, look at this, you know, cucumber. Imagine the journey. My children are 10 and 8, so we can still you know, take a journey. Um, yes. Imagine the journey that this cucumber has been on. It was a tiny little seed that was lovingly planted in the soil and um, the sun. And, the, and then we go on to talk about the, the person who harvested the seed and the person who loaded it onto a truck and the person who drove I love that, Sadie. And it brings that element of thankfulness, which is just so important yeah. to the heart yeah. to be thankful, thankful. I don't know if you're vegetarian. We, we always bless the, the animal that gave its life. Yes, yes. Because we're not vegetarian. We're not either. Only organic, but, um, yeah. but we <clears throat> meat for health purposes. But I love that in integrating the thankful heart and the consciousness, because it's all about consciousness. Yes. the level yes. of consciousness. I have just get chills thinking about it. Um, so then they can say, well, where did, you know, uh, red, do, red food diet number 40 come from, Mom? What did ETDA come from? You know, what is that? Where did that journey, you know? It. Because again, that, then they're so <clears throat> naturally curious. You know, I, yeah. I tell Elizabeth all the time that she asks so many questions. I said, I yeah. love that you're curious. Stay I curious. I love it too. Yes. Ask questions. Beautiful. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. And then make the best awesome. choices you can once you have that. So, I mean, ask the questions. And then once you've gathered that information, really giving our kids, I know Sadie always says the autonomy. Yeah. Um, to then make a choice. So even if it is to choose amongst the options that the school is providing. Sure. Yeah. Yes, they may not be optional, but we all realize that may be the only choice for some families. What can I choose from this school lunch line that's going to give me the best nutrition here I on my it. tray today? Do they get a choice? I haven't because I haven't want to go down that road because I know she does. Yeah. She does eat the school lunches. Mm -hmm. Do they pick from like a thing or it's not like here's your plate? It completely depends on the school. I know like um, in our school oh, no, district here as well as yeah. in um, Virginia as well. They even had a salad bar like where the kids could go wow. through and pick certain vegetables and fruits. And again, it nice. gave them a beautiful <laughs> choice of like what vegetables do I want to eat? And how do I want to combine them together on my plate? Um, and giving I them the, the decision factor and what they're consuming. So and let's I, talk about what you can do, um, you know, as, as young parents. Um, what, what can you or have you done to make a change or help to raise the awareness to make a change? Or, or is it kind of... Oh, no. I think, I think it starts at home. You know, I think it starts at home, like Julia said. And Food culture starts at home. Yeah, involving well, I, them. I, meant politic, I guess I meant politically. Oh, in the schools? Even that starts at home, I would say. Like to echo what Sadie said, even if you want to affect change in your community and schools, I think that food culture, once you've established it in your home, is what fuels and powers people to go to things like, um, I think it's the Chef and Foundation. Um, it's an organization that will provide grants to schools to start doing oh. things like cooking from scratch, doing hydroponics. Oh, I'm going to type that in. What's it called? Chef Ann. So like uh, C-H-E-F-A-N-N. -N. I believe they're based out of Colorado. And they're just one of many nationwide initiatives that try and empower schools, not just with the financial resources, but also like logistics and information to make that transition. Because it can be really overwhelming for school districts because, again, the school lunch program was not meant to be um, a funded program. It was meant to be self-sustaining, which is why they're constantly having to reevaluate what they do with their funds and even like worker turnover. A lot of a big problem with this industry is that the workers are constantly cycling through because it's one of the lowest paid positions. Mm -hmm. It's predominantly not to gender it, but women 
they make less than the janitors in a lot of cases oh, in school districts. Wow. And so oh, that's a shame. Which is, yeah, it's unfortunate because it's not just a labor of serving food. It's an emotionally charged job where like you're engaging with this child and you're the Absolutely. one um, getting goosebumps, like giving them their food. And like you said, cat food is energy. You're the one like feeding into these children. But when they're constantly turning over, you don't get enough longevity in the employment line to have someone step up and say, we want to stop eating off of styrofoam, for example, yeah. which is what the children yeah. do in a uh, current uh, first grader school. Blows my mind in 2023, we're still serving our children on styrofoam wow. and throwing away bags and bags of it every single wow. day. But again, to advocate for that, it has to start with the awareness in the home. Yeah. The children have to be taught this is I dangerous think, chemicals. I think that is key. And, you know, yeah. and I think kids, you know, I, I experienced it with a, a, a Elizabeth. I mean, she can be somewhat like this. And then her her mom was like, well, Papa and Grandma said we shouldn't eat it. So then it's the kind of, you know, moderation or, you know, all or none because, you know, she just, uh, you don't have her 24 by 7. But, you know, example, like she used to go out and she ordered a 7-Up, you know, which we used to call Shirley Temple's. And now she'll order water because she she's she's oh that's fantastic sugar yeah that is fantastic but there are better options like Sadie was getting at the supply like once you start mm -hmm. to demand more like my husband and I were just at a, a concert a week ago and I couldn't believe they had kombucha yeah Not super crunchy but like since we don't consume the other beverages I was so excited because obviously there's enough demand that people are wanting that in that yes. menu that they now offer it and same with our yes. children there's alternatives to your traditional coca-cola products even probiotic sodas and things that um and eventually... i think yeah i think just as far as it's starting at home um you know creating taste buds for yes. different foods and and those children will if they're familiar with salad on their plate at home it's going to appeal to them at school and when that demand goes up when they start running out of salad at the salad bar they'll start increasing the salad the kids are eating more salad they're eating less of something else they'll start decreasing the supply exactly. to the children of that and it, it just seems yes. like a very slow tedious change but i think with education awareness and information yeah. trickling down and like you're doing and hosting this show Kat, i so greatly appreciate you putting this information out there to your absolutely audience. and please if you're watching this now or on the flip side share it people need to know the, the level of consciousness needs to be raised so that you can have more choices and that you will start to see those options <clears throat> whether it's at a, a concert event or school etc um if the public you know demands it with their dollars you know um I don't know how we got on this. I think it was my husband quite a few years ago had pancreatitis just flared up out of nowhere. And he was on this diet where he would, he would eat handfuls of spinach, just handfuls of spinach, not a salad. And her mom, uh, Elizabeth's mom and I both got in the habit of, and we still do to this day, she'll have you know, her egg and her fruit and we got to get the grains in. So there'll be, you know, 10 leaves. Beautiful. Nothing Beautiful. Just yes. You know, she's so delicious. Which yes. of course so much has so much more chlorophyll than iceberg lettuce. It really has calcium. It's full of calcium yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. So um so it's nothing uh to her now. But I, I think kids, if they were like you said, if they're given the options, you know, early on and at home, this is how we make a change. Is, yeah. is taking responsibility at home, I think is yeah, it is amazing. 
It is, uh, if it's okay with you, Kat, I had, I put together a bundle of documents. I, I wonder, I should have asked you before the show, but that may serve your audience based on this topic. I, Julia approved of them ahead of time. And I'd be so happy to find a way to provide them to your absolutely audience. Absolutely. Awesome. My and girls that, looked at them and they loved them. It's almost like a, not gamify it, but like how they can check the box and make sure they're getting what they there's need. There's bingo, there's food bingo. Oh, there's that is so talent. awesome. Thank you, Sadie, for, for doing that. Um, I think the best way, Jeff will correct me uh, if I'm wrong, but is to email them to me because this show is going to, it's going to be repeated, uh, excuse me, repeated next week for our okay. show. And then <clears throat> I think in the next 48 hours, he'll put it on the YouTube channel. <clears throat> excuse me. And then on the YouTube channel, uh, I think we can add those links. Okay, great. Yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, your your contact information, et cetera. So if someone wanted to reach you, and I, I'm not ready to wrap up right now, but I don't want to forget. So if someone wanted to reach you to find out more about your services, I know I want to find out more. In fact, you and I might do some bargaining. Yes, I, I hope so. <laughs> my, my husband has suffered his whole life with IBS. Oh, okay, great. Yes, done, he's done everything that. since, you know, kombucha, uh, Acu, Estelsem. Uh, yes. I'm sorry, stem cell. Oh, uh, wow. Yes, absolutely. He's much better, but um, I would just glad to hear that. Yeah. Insights. Yeah. And any new insights that you could share, you know, absolutely. I'd be so happy to do that. I'm interested about the the, the mental health, the gut health. Oh, absolutely. Granddaughter and and anyone else. One of my lead stages has an issue with that. I think so many people, you know, uh, have an issue with that. And I have seen in parents, once they know, parents are, you know, whatever, I just want to say that whatever your children are eating, whatever you're feeding your children right now is coming from a place of love. Everybody feeds their children based on love. I love you. I want to make you happy. I want to, I want to keep you healthy. And everybody is doing the best that they can in every given moment. And when we, Maya Angelos, you know, if when we know better, we, we do better. better. We do better. One yeah, of my yeah. And so we're always learning. We're always growing. I'm always learning and, yes. and shocked sometimes at the mis- you know mistakes, not mistakes, but maybe wrong turns I've been making. So there's no guilt. There's no shame. There's no, no fear. No. There's no room for anything. You mentioned that, yes, because yes. you know, m- mothers anyway. Yeah. And I'm a mother. I think we have like here guilt. Oh. Born with guilt. We didn't do so enough. enough. We didn't be enough. We didn't yes. enough. <laughs> and then we then we have something that's completely out of your control that now we've said, oh, there's this big, you know, demon in this school. And it's not that, you know, the things the kids are resilient and we are we love them. And and there are so many other things, as Julia mentioned, that go into nourishing a child that makes such a difference. Um, you know, I know I personally grew up on WIC food and boxed everything. So, and here I am today, right? Like, so I'm perfectly fine. I mean, well, <laughs> to find fine, but I'm, I'm, I'm living, breathing, thriving and out, you know, to save the world. So, you know, it, it, your children are eating school lunch food every single day and that's the best that they can get, that that is perfectly fine. Just love them to pieces Absolutely. and they'll be okay. It's out of love. But if there's something in you that says, hey, I, I, I'd like to do better or I'd like to yes. have a small change or, I mean, we all do because we all love our kids. Um, and it doesn't have to be an all or none. No. It can be Tiny changes. As Julius said, you know, uh, having your kids have a connection to uh, the food, the vegetables, you know, where the food came from, giving thanks at 
at mealtime of the journey of you know each piece of food um it that will symbiotically organically yes. raise yes. The organically i love that yes yeah you kids to go huh i yeah. never stopped to think about that yeah think about that now you know yes. and they so want to please you know mom and dad you know yes. they're willingly wanting to go down that road you know. That's so true. Yeah. They're always oh. watching, and we're their models, so they're also mimicking. So you're also mimicking. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're gonna, you know, go hide in the closet when you do it. <laughs> I'm glad you made that point about it coming from a place of love, just because this um, worth bringing up. It really struck me when I was digging into this that it isn't even an awareness problem. A lot of times for the parents, like they know that these ingredients aren't good. However. Um, parents that are leveraging school lunch, especially the free lunches and reduced lunches, which is yes. two thirds of the lunches in the U.S., yes. um, it's because they have to say no to their children for so many other things. You know, can we go to the zoo this weekend? No. Can we get new shoes? No. This is yes. something that's a low-hanging fruit where they Absolutely. can finally say yes to their child. Yes, we can spend a dollar ninety-nine cents on this, you know, junk yes. chemically processed food. But again, it's coming from a place of love where they just so badly want to be able to say yes to their yes. child for right. something. And um, that's where I think it starts when we said it comes from the home to the community to the schools. I know at least for us, anytime we have another child in our home and we have the opportunity and chance to, to feed them, literally, yes. and expose them and share with them that they may not get in their other um, environment, we have, can really do a lot as moms helping each other, um, even with my children going to other homes from different cultures and different backgrounds, getting exposure to different things that would increase their, their nutrition and optimize, you know, how they're able to perform yeah. as they grow. And, control, again, and controlling what you can, you know? So if you can't control the school lunch and you feel stuck there, just do the best that you can at home. And whatever your best is, is good enough. Educate yourself, inform yourself. I've got some free resources that hopefully what you can play with at home because food should be fun too, you know? So utilize those and take baby steps forward and no fear, no stress because there's no room for that and it will do more damage than the food. Yes. <laughs> so no stress, yes. no fear. And just so, uh, again, if you're just uh, hopping or you're uh, watching this uh, now, uh, Sadie has some resources that are question are there like questionnaires Sadie? no they're they're just free infographics documents. yeah they're beautiful infographics there's how to pack a healthy lunch box there's a healthy lunch box challenge for people it. who do pack. So there's tool, tools tools to help yeah. what we're talking about yes. today um, you can uh, you can drop me an email at tadabaikat at gmail.com t-a-d-a-b-y-k-a-t and i'll be funneling that out if you can't wait uh till it's posted on our youtube channel um uh, this will be posted on our YouTube channel. And if you don't have time to watch either one, um, <laughs> we'll get Jeff, my assistant, to put it up on our podcast platform pretty quick so you can just listen to it in the car or what have you. Um, but share the information. Um, this, You guys have just been so amazing. I'm finally, uh, I'm so glad we finally uh, got together um, and that you invited uh, Thank you so well. much for yeah, yeah. letting She's me be your sidekick, Julia. <laughs> yeah, great, great, great information, ladies. Oh, uh, can't thank you enough. And I, um, if you could verbalize that I typed it in, I probably did a typo, but what's the best way if someone wants to reach you right away? So oh, yes, that's the foundational. Let's keep you virtual online yeah. as well as in person. 
Yep, foundationalwellnesssolutions.com. And yeah, that's my phone number. You can definitely reach me there directly. And I would be so happy just to hop on the phone and, you know, talk you through some, you know, trouble spots. So um, we don't have to jump into a full, you know, consultation or anything if you just have a few questions. Awesome. Uh, please awesome. don't hesitate reach to reach out to, to Sadie. Thank you so much, uh, Juliana. Really appreciate you. Um, Absolutely. And, and I, if you just take away, you know, one little nugget um, and it can make you or your kid's life better, you know, that's, um, that's a win-win for everybody. Um, as usual, stay hopeful, stay positive, stay connected. And thank you for raising your level of consciousness today. And I know that you and your kid's body will thank you for it. <laughs> Have a super everybody. Bye. I'm Thank gonna, you so much. Uh, you guys can stay on uh, if you like. I'm going to end it. Um, have a great weekend, everyone. Bye.